Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. <laughs> Oh, hey, chickens. Sorry about my croaky throat this week. Um, I've got a bit of a... I, guess I, I thought I had COVID. <laughs> so I did one of those tests and I didn't get the second line. Uh, so I think I've just got like hay fever maybe or a cold. I don't know how I got a cold, but not COVID. Um, but yeah, I did go for a walk in the rain the other day. So maybe that was it. Um, I mean, it's still summer, but it rains. You know, La Nina. Uh, anyway, we're in the middle of the Flux uh, Halloween apocalypse. Um, and Claire was walking home at the end of the last episode. And there was a weeping angel in the street, which, of course, is terrifying. Like, already there's been heaps in this episode. And now there's a weeping angel. So, um, Claire's trying not to, like, take her eyes off the weeping angel. So, she backs up to her front door. Uh, and then looks in her purse for her keys and suddenly the weeping angel is at her gate and she's whispering don't blink to herself as she tries to get the key in the lock um, behind her so it's difficult and she looks at it briefly and the angel gets closer and then she drops the keys in fright so she scrabbles around on the ground for them gets the door open and just as she gets inside she blinks uh, and then we see a scary teeth angel face and then Claire's gone and the door just creaks open with the angel statue standing there in it. Oh, my God. This scene is so good. Like, it is really unnerving. Oh, so good. Uh, and then Observation Outpost Rose. Oh, my God. Like, so much happens. I forgot how much happens in this episode. Um, so, Vinda is reporting on rotation 21,754, where nothing has changed uh, as opposed to the previous 21,753 reports. Um, he's clearly bored, but it's beautiful. Uh, and then there's an alert. It's like, well, you should have done your report after the alert, mate. Um I guess he didn't know the alert was coming. Uh, there's an alert and he gets the system to analyse it and there's an unknown phenomena and we see the sky. It looks like it's boiling with like weird energy. They look like worms. Um, <laughs> it consumes an entire planet 
and outpost row starts shaking and it's compromised. Vinda transmits a warning uh, back in the Arctic Circle in the house that stands surrounded by like a mountain and water. It's like on a little peninsula, like this tiny little cliff. Um, there's a, the couple we saw before who are talking about the chilies um, and they got their alert. They're asleep and then Swarm appears in the doorway. Um, it's the young Swarm and he's got dynasty shoulder pads on now. Uh, very pointy. Um, and he scans them with a light and the man wakes up and the woman wakes to see the man she's with, her husband, I suppose. Uh, he's disintegrated into shiny crystals and she stands and she's like, why, why is this thought in my mind? And she goes, thank you. And then he transforms her and calls her his sister and says he's missed her. I've missed your sister. Um, then the TARDIS lands on Carvanista's ship. Uh, the doctor's going to take out the security system. So she's emptying her pockets and she's got like chip packets and all sorts of stuff. And the doctor's blathering at Yaz and then runs off. <laughs> um, which Yaz is not okay about. Yaz has a little a, a conversation with herself about what she would have said to the doctor if the doctor didn't just go nah, 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 and run away. Um, the doctor sneaks up on Carvanista, who's explaining Halloween over his comms to the other Lupari. And uh, Carvanista, Carvanista says he doesn't have time for the doctor <laughs> when she reveals herself. So she sonics his ship to shut down and then sonics his glowy space axe and makes it turn off. And it folds back into like half an axe. And so he sniffs it because it's like, oh, it's gone wrong. Uh, the doctor says the Lupari invasion of Earth is off because the Earth is protected by me. And he's going to tell her everything about the division. And then we see Yaz going down to release Dan. So that's why the doctor's gone to, to Carvanista because of the division. She is being cagey. Um, so Yaz is with Dan and she says the cage has nine different booby traps. Uh, Yaz introduces herself. She's a police officer from Sheffield. And they have like a weird Sheffield versus Liverpool Barney. Um, and then Yaz releases Dan. Uh, Carvanista uh, apparently is the only division operative left alive. But he says he can't tell her anything about it. Uh, the doctor is going to still be in the dark. Um, then she asks what that call sign is on his screen. Like she's distracted herself from her own mission. <laughs> oh, and he says it's a species recall. The Lapari are bonded to humanity and he's saving Dan, not abducting him. Um, he's saving humanity from the flux, which is disrupting every particle of the universe. Ooh. Oh, it's disrupting particles. I see. Um, Vinda in his rumbling station describes what's happening to the planets they're being folded in on themselves uh, oh because that's like later on we found out that they were compressed um, bits start flying off the station and Vinda gets in a survival pod and blasts off uh, and the doctor's trying to work out what the flux is Carvanista says the sh their ship's going to survive the flux which is when Dan and Yaz come onto the bridge um, and Carvanista's weapons come back online and they all run away from him as his axe shoots at them. They get to the TARDIS uh, where the door is now in the floor um, and again at a peculiar angle. Um, the Doctor hits the lever that makes the TARDIS dematerialise and gives Dan his tiny house <laughs> and then says the universe may be destroyed. Um, so the Doctor's trying to find the flux. And then we're 30 trillion light years away on a Santaran ship. 
and the Sontarans have realised the flux is imminent. They must be ready to take advantage. Um, and they have a conversation with how ugly they are. Oh, you're really very ugly. Because um, I thought they weren't going to be hilarious. And I'm like, oh, no, you're still amusing. <laughs> um, so then the Doctor uh, is talking to the TARDIS and wants to know why it's brought them to the edge of the solar system. And apparently there are multiple points of the flux. So the TARDIS doesn't really know where to go. Um they stand in the doorway and look out at space uh, where there's nothing. Um, Dan's quite impressed with, uh, you know, what's going on. Yaz tells him there's a grav- there's a atmosphere bubble so they can still breathe. Um, then uh, the cloister bell starts ringing, uh, which is ominous. Uh, the flux starts heading towards them and the Doctor tries to sonic it. And she says it's disobeying every law of time and space, disrupting every particle it comes into contact with. Um, the Doctor's mind is invaded again and sees planets sucked into the flux and there's people on a planet and they're all destroyed. Um, and Yes says, you can stop it, right? And the Doctor's mind goes, zoop, again. And then she's in a space with lots of floaty bits and you hear Swarm saying, no. By the way, with the flux, I didn't realise it was working on a molecular level and it's disobeying the laws of space and time. So, I'm wondering if the reason the universe is still kind of weirdly intact even though the flux has destroyed a whole bunch of stuff, is that it was, you know, repairing things behind itself as it went, like cauterizing space and time. So, even though it's smashed up a bunch of planets, the universe is still kind of hanging together because it's kind of done things at a molecular level. Does that make sense? No. Um, probably not. Anyway, it's cod science from dodgy science fiction. Um that's just my theory anyway. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is about. Me having theories about things that clearly are scientifically impossible. Um, because I failed science <laughs> in school. It's just a bit boring. Um, also, you know, I did physics and it was too much like PE. We just had to throw a lot of balls. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the doctor's been zipped into a weird space with the floaty, floaty bits. Um uh, and the doctor asks who Swarm is. Uh, and he goes, oh, they were so efficient. Not a trace left, um, obviously, about the doctor's memories. Uh, and he says, we danced across space and time, locked in combat. And our final fight has begun. Um, uh, on the TARDIS, Dan notices that the flux has changed direction and he's coming for them. Uh, the Doctor rushes to the console and hammers it a few times and she says it's impossible. The end of the universe is chasing them. Uh, the Doctor contacts Carvanista. The Flux is already going to Earth. So, this is when Dan realises he's late meeting Diane. Uh, so, we see Di uh, waiting for him on a street in front of a spooky house. I thought they were going to meet on the corner of somewhere, but she looks like she's halfway down the street. Um, anyway, she hears a voice beckoning her. Uh, and her feet are compelling her forward and she's like yelling at her feet for going and the door of a house behind her opens, smoke and light pour out and she walks inside and then she's in a quarry in a huge puddle face down by uh, Swarm's sister who says, we're going to have fun now. I mean, I can't, like every time I see her, she does look like Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> The Doctor sends Carvanista information to protect the Earth. The Flux is catching up with the TARDIS. 
um, the Lipari ships interlock about the Earth uh, to protect it. Um, and the Doctor's plan apparently worked. Uh, Carvanesa tells the Doctor to get the TARDIS behind their spaceship wall and the Doctor can't outrun the Flux. The Flux is coming in the door. So the Doctor smashes the console and pours all of the Vortex energy into it, you know, that turned Rose into Bad Wolf. And that has no effect. Um, then we see Vinder in his shuttle careening to who knows where. Claire is appealed in a sunny field somewhere after being sucked up by the angel. Williamson is at his cave entrance looking concerned. Dies in her damp quarry. Carvanista is looking worried. A weeping angel stands ominously in Claire's doorway. A Sontaran yells attack. Swarm and Azure look on excitedly. The Doctor says the end of the universe. I always wondered what it would feel like. And the flux reaches the TARDIS doors. And that's the end. Oh my god. All right, we're heading straight into the War of the Sontarans next. Uh, please, your thoughts, your theories. Has anything changed about how you felt about this last time? I'd love to know. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 